Today we are going to talk about the book, The Four-Hour Workweek. Yes, that is the title of a book. If you have not heard of it, it is written by an author by the name of Tim Ferris. Tim is a very successful uh, individual. He has a, a very large personal brand with a podcast, uh, and he is an investor in many extremely successful businesses. Um, he has been around for many years. If you keep up with any business books and things like that, without further ado, I want to talk about how this book specifically, uh, relates to the retail business owner. There are a lot of books that are written to retail business owners. Another book that comes to mind is the book the E-Myth Revisited. Um, in that book, Michael Gerber, similar to Tim Ferriss, talks about how you can become a business owner instead of a uh, business employee, uh, one that runs the business, not necessarily works in the business. A business owner's main objective would obviously be to uh, run the business in such a way that they have the opportunity to work on the business as much as they would, would like, but that the business sustains itself outside of those specific times that uh, they are working in it. That would, of course, free them up to be able to uh, travel or start other businesses or do things that they want to do and not be tied and uh, chained like a ball and chain to that business. Michael Gerber in his book, The E-Myth Revisited, talks about how the entrepreneur should strive to own their business and not own a job. I think a lot of business owners end up owning a job, meaning that they, yes, their name is on the business or they own the business. However, they have to work in the business all the time. They cannot leave without uh, the business you know, kind of going downhill or, uh, in a sense, uh, there's a lot of business owners that actually shut down their businesses a few weeks out of the year to uh, go on vacations and things like that. So today we want to talk about the things that you can learn from the four hour work week and from the e-myth. Uh, how do those apply to the retail business owner? Hello and welcome to the Better Business Podcast, where we help you improve your family-owned retail business. I'm with my co-host today, Chris Fox from Fox Strategy, the marketing genius. And my name is Steve Cook. I'm a third-generation business owner. And with the things I've learned and talk about on this show, I've taken my family's retail business to over $10 million in sales. Now let's get to the show. In the four-hour work week, I love the concepts and the things that he talks about in that book. However, that book is more specifically kind of geared towards someone who might have maybe like an online business or uh, definitely an e-commerce business or maybe a consulting business, something like that, that is very heavy uh, business owner uh, reliant on the business owner, um, but it is all virtual and it is shipping and things like that. So. I think the retail business is a monster in and of itself. So I want to talk about there's a few concepts in that book that relate to the actual retail business owner. 
the first thing that I want to point out that is not necessarily in these books because they're not written directly to the retail business owner. Well, I want to talk about three things today. Um, and those of the first of those three things is that you have to have enough margin in your products. You have to have enough margin in your services to justify having employees. So you can't just have a uh, business model made up where you have a certain set of sales and a certain amount of products that you are uh, fulfilling and that those things are just uh, being fulfilled and being sold as a way to keep your job. You have to have enough margin in your products where eventually maybe you're doing it for a time, but eventually you have to have enough margin in the product where you can justify telling paying someone to fulfill those products where you can justify paying rent on the property, where you can justify covering all of your expenses, perhaps where you can even justify having a small percentage of those sales paid to a salesperson. So though you might be doing all of these jobs right now, you have to have enough margin built into the product eventually, whether you do now or not, but enough margin eventually where you can raise the prices of those products so you can pay all of those people. Thus, not only pay all those people, but then on the very end of that, have enough uh, left over that you as the business owner can make money on top of that. So what would it take to get you to that point? You have to pay a hourly staff. You have to pay perhaps a manager to manage that business. Perhaps you have to pay a salesperson. Um, so it might take a lot mar more margin than you have right now, but surely you can get to that point. Uh, if you can't, these concepts that we talk about today would be useless. You cannot just own your job. If you want to be a business owner, you have to uh, be teaching and training and uh, having employees that you can justify paying. Uh, and the other thing is that you might not be at this point now, uh, perhaps um, with volume, it cures a lot of things. So let's say you do a million dollars in business per year. The average uh, small business, I believe 96% of small business owners are under $1 million per year in sales. Uh, so that would be talking to 96% of the people listening uh, that have a small business. But let's say that you are under that $1 million a year in revenue business, and right now you are maybe taking home $80,000 a year or $100,000 a year uh, with you and the business. The typical business owner would probably be spending the majority of that money that you are taking home. So another way to do this is if you hire employees to take over your job, you're going to have a lot more time to do things. Those things that you should do is sell and work on marketing and do some of the things that we talk about on this show with making videos and uh, doing being involved in social media channels and things like that. So if you hire employees to wait on customers and, and fulfill those jobs, then you can spend more time on sales. And when you bring in more sales, then you can hire more people to fulfill them and so on and so forth. So what you have to do to get to that point is perhaps start saving your money where you can take some of that 80000 you made and spend 20 of it on uh, hiring an hourly employee to work three days a week or four days a week, whatever it might be. So 
If you don't have the margin, then save up enough money to where you can hire that person that will generate more revenue for your business. And so that 80 will shrink down to 64 time and then eventually it'll go up to 100,000 um, and then you can hire more employees, so on and so forth. So um, that is the first thing that you should learn from these books like The E-Myth and The 4-Hour Workweek. The second thing out of the total of three that you should learn from those books is that you must plan to be gone for four week for a four week vacation. You must plan to be gone for a four week vacation. The four hour work week and the e myth talk about how a lot of business owners set up um, they say that they're setting up uh, these training systems and they're setting up these things uh, and perhaps you are gone for out of the year but as a business owner i understand that if you're going to be gone so many things can just wait until you come back setting up a true business where you're running it like a true business owner is having systems and having rules and uh, people are accountable for a certain amount of decisions where you can be gone for four weeks at a time so you're not necessarily going to be gone for four weeks out of at a time, but we are setting up your business in such a way that you could be gone four weeks at a time and it would not disrupt the normal business practice. And it would not only disrupt, but it would also business would continue to grow while you are away. So that means that things aren't going to be piling up. Uh, the, the things that need to be ordered can go ahead and get ordered. They're not waiting on you to get back. Uh, out bills are not waiting on you to get back. Um, uh, paying bills, not waiting on you to get back. Certain things are not waiting for you to get back. So what is what is your business relying on you for? Are you doing things over and over, week in and week out that could be trained, that could be subcontracted out if you will? You must plan on four weeks. If you're going to be gone for four weeks, what would you need to train your staff to do? And that changes the way that you train. that changes the decision that you make the decisions that you make in the book uh, procrastinate on purpose the author Ray Vaden talks about how you should only invest your time so what a lot of business owners do is they say it would take me this long to train somebody so maybe that's four hours and then it would only take 30 minutes to do a certain project so what the business owner does is they say it only takes me 30 minutes it would take me four hours so i should just this myself. Well, in the book Procrastinate on Purpose, he talks about how you should actually invest your time. So if you think about an investor, the investor doesn't look at two things equally, uh, which one costs more money. He says, which one will give me a greater return in the future? And so like that, the business owner should look at the investment of time and say, which one will give me a better investment in the future? He would say, I'd rather play with the four hours of training someone because that will give me a return time and time again after four weeks um, or after eight weeks I will have that paid back to me so that should change the way that you train planning to be gone for four weeks uh, changes the decisions that you make everything comes back to you um, and employees come back to you not everybody is coming back to you rather and asking what's next 
if you're going to plan to be gone for four weeks. So many business owners and managers have these uh, what are called do boys, and they say, go do this, go do that, go do this, go do that, do boys, do girls, and they, they say, when you're done with that, come back to me. When you're done with this, come back to me. What can you do that creates a system and that says, this is what success looks like in this position? Do that, and I will check in with you in two days. Do that, and I will check in with you in three hours. Don't come back to me and ask what's next, what's next, what's next. You find what's next, and I will show you the priorities that they need to be in. So that is the second one, to plan to be gone for a four-week vacation. Last but not least, the third thing that I think you could learn from the four-hour work week is once you are past a million dollars in revenue, I think that your job is to strategize the market and also encourage and motivate your employees. So once you're past a million dollars in revenue, your job is to strategize and market and encourage and motivate your employees. So those are the only two things that you are or should be responsible for. So if you plan to be gone for four week, a four-week vacation, every all of these nuances that are time and uh, just just clockwork, um, these things that come in time and time again, the, the same thing week in and week out, those things should be um, hired out to your employees. You should have enough margin in your products, like we talked about first, that you can afford to hire somebody. You should train people to uh, hold the business down. They should be running the business in such a way that you could be gone for four weeks. And finally, once you get those two things in place, finally, you should only focus on strategizing your marketing and your sales and then encouraging and motivating your employees. You know, the marketing and sales is really the only area of the business that I think you should actually be, quote unquote, working in your business. I think that that's a place you should constantly spend time as the business owner, uh, whether it's being on video camera, whether it's direct sales, whatever it might be. I think that you should really focus on that area as a business owner. The business owner knows better how to uh, do sales and how to do marketing than, than really anybody else in the business. In contrast to that, I think that the uh, business owner also is more passionate about sales. They typically know more about sales how to relate to people more than a lot of different employees in the business. So I think that is the first area that you should focus on. The second area is like that. The employees will respond better to the business owner. They will also uh, respond better being encouraged or motivated or um, getting onto a uh, employee in a certain role. They will respond better to the business owner in that position, um, they should respect them more. They should uh, respond more to them and be encouraged or motivated by them as well. The business owner should have the ability to see um, the uh, talents and the abilities and capabilities of employees better than a lot of other managers or people in a leadership role. They should have a good eye and a good gut judgment for those things. So that's what to the business owner after doing these first two things, that's what they should spend the majority of their time doing. What that does is, is that is working on two things. That's working on the revenue of the business and it's working on fulfilling the, the um, operation side of the business. So you're working on building up the revenue, then you're working on operations and taking care of that revenue by motivating your employees. So you're building it up, 
with sales, then you're working on operations back and forth, back and forth. The pendulum swings. So I hope that this episode might uh, trigger something in your brain that might help you. These are two incredible books for a business owner: the Four Hour Week by Tim Ferriss and the E Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. Thank you for listening to this episode.